Reignite on RTE Radio 1 with AIB. It takes a certain kind of brave to run a business. We see it, we back it. Now, Greek-born Ariana Huffington is a serial entrepreneur, best known for co-founding the Huffington Post. She's the author of over 15 books and the CEO of Thrive Global. Ariana, in this COVID moment, you've said that we need a new leadership playbook, that we need to hit a reset button. But from within, what do you mean by that? What I mean, and it's great to be with you, is that many of the leaders we are working with at Thrive, of multinational companies, smaller companies, believe that in a moment of crisis, like we are going through right now, they really don't have the luxury, as they consider it, to take care of themselves. And at Thrive, we work with them to basically change their mindsets and realize that um, taking time to prioritize their well-being, to recharge, is not a luxury. It's not self-indulgent. It's actually essential for them to be the best leaders they can be to see the connection that is so clearly demonstrated both in all the latest scientific findings and in ancient wisdom, that actually taking care of ourselves is a priority if we are going to connect with our own center of wisdom, strength, and peace from which we can be the best leaders we can be. And I, my favorite role model here is Marcus Aurelius, who was a Stoic philosopher and the emperor of Rome for 19 years, 14 of which he had to deal with a terrible plague. He wrote this book called Meditations, and he talked about going into his own inner citadel. And from that place, you can be a leader who can really meet the time. And that mindset shift that you talk about, you're seeing that come through in a survey that Thrive did of 5,000 people that employees are now asking for this mindset change of their employers. What are your findings showing? Our Thrive Sciences data team uh, did this survey. And what was interesting is that employees now trust the leaders in their companies more than they trust politicians and the media. And so it's all the more important for leaders to be able to show up their most empathetic, most creative and innovative. So maybe if we were just doing maintenance, um, we could just do it while running on empty. But when we are also innovating, looking around corners to see, you know, where the icebergs are, it's even more imperative to be able to connect with the best and deepest part of ourselves. And, you know, when I say all that, you may think it requires a lot of time. It doesn't. We break it down to four journeys. The first is recharge, which is basically about sleep, which is foundational. 60-second reset during the day, you know, to take deep breaths, remember what we're grateful for, The second journey is fuel, you know, what we eat and how much we move is essential, even like a 10-minute walk and make a difference. The third journey is connect. Again, this connection with ourselves, which allows us to connect more deeply with others. And the fourth journey is focus. We have a lot of new science now coming out of Yale 
that when we are stressed out, it's very much harder to focus. So in this moment, we need to recharge, fuel, correct and focus. But have you any worries about maybe the new cracks, the new crises that we're seeing emerge when maybe we don't have the same connections to our people, our staff, our leaders? Absolutely. We're seeing a dramatic increase in mental health problems, anxiety, depression, substance abuse. But there are steps we can take. That's why I'm ultimately optimistic. We launched a mental health program with Stanford called Thriving Mind, which helps people identify their stress triggers and then give us these micro steps, as we call them at Thrive, small daily incremental steps that we can take to course correct from anxiety. For example, uh, gratitude is the greatest antidote to anxiety. And in companies, when we think about those stress triggers, I've heard you say before that now business leaders, business plans need to have what you call a human layer. What is that? Well, you know, obviously now there's been a lot of emphasis on technological innovation, digital transformations, and that's essential. But what we are finding in our work is that if you have the most optimized workflows and et cetera, and your employees are stressed out of their minds, they are not going to be productive. They are not going to be empathetic. You are not going to be able to create either the culture you want or achieve the business metrics you want. And for you, this has been lifelong learnings. I I read recently that you turned 70, which I can't believe for a moment, but you outlined after years of running multiple businesses, 15 books later, that there were four key learnings for you. What were they? Well, first of all, is uh, finally realising that life is shaped from the inside out. And we see that being part of every major philosophy. It's not about just going out and conquering. It's also about coming back into ourselves and refueling. The other is that um, life is a dance between making it happen and letting it happen. When I look back at my life, so many of the great things that happened, um, and there were not things that I made happen. And that's connected to my third realization about how do we move from struggle to grace, you know, so that life is not a constant struggle. But we can achieve grace in what we're doing, which also connects us to the final point that I've already mentioned about gratitude. Yeah, and realising how little our worries and fears turn out to actually matter in the end. There's a lot of wisdom in there, Ariana. And a lot of people will recognise you from the Huffington Post, which you left in August 2016 to launch Thrive Global. And I wonder, is it easier this time around to build a massive, large global company, hire people who believe in your vision, who can help you fundraise? What's different this time around? Well, definitely what's different is that I'm um, much more able to do it without sweating the small stuff, without um, worrying about all the challenges. And obviously everything we do includes challenges. 
And in all of that, you've become a great proponent of sleep. (laughs) And you've written beautifully of a time in your life where you were working 18 hour days. You were suffering exhaustion, I think, back in 2007. And you've now written Thrive with all of the principles around the importance of getting seven, eight hours sleep a night. And I wonder, do you ever find yourself, though, slipping back into those old habits? So, you know, I wrote a whole book on sleep called The Sleep Revolution. And let me just clarify that there are some people who don't need a lot of sleep, about one and a half percent of the population, because they have a genetic mutation. I'm talking about the majority of people who need seven to nine hours. I'm an eight-hour girl, and (laughs) the majority of time I do get it. I make it a priority because... I'm so much more effective and productive the next day when I do get it. I see the result it has. And, you know, as always in life, there will be times when things interfere and we don't get it. But the key here, the micro step we we advocate is to create a transition to sleep, you know, not to be on your phone handling texts and emails just before you turn off the light because that makes it much harder to disconnect from your day and all the problems we're all facing and be able to fully recharge which is all the more important during a time like this. You often talk, I wanted to ask you, because it's something we, we've we've talked about on the show, the idea of your inner critic. Uh, Tara Moore was here two weeks ago talking about it on Reignite 3. You have a mini me that you call the obnoxious roommate. What does that inner voice say to you and how do you evict it from your, your mindset that you're trying to create? Oh, um, I think it's the voice which many of us have of self-doubt, self-judgment. Uh, ruminating over our mistakes and I feel so blessed to recognize that and to recognize it's not who we are it's not the truth about us and that's really what I've dealt with uh, for many years now and now I feel I can have a real separation from that voice. And just finally, Ariana, you talked earlier about the recharge, fuel, correct focus, but you also have 10 micro steps for people and some major companies around the world are now adopting your advice on how to spend even 60 seconds to three minutes in in their day. What are some of the small habits that people could change today to try and thrive, as you call it? So, you know, we have hundreds of micro steps, but let me just mention three. One of them is how we start our day. You know, most people start their day by going straight to their phone before they're even fully awake. We recommend the micro step of taking 60 seconds. As you can see, there's a lot of 60 seconds in our work um, to before we go to our phone to take some conscious breath, focus on what we're grateful for, or simply set our intention for the day. Another micro step is about setting a social media and news cutoff point at the end of the day, because especially during times of crisis like this, it's just very tempting to be always getting the latest news. And just before you go to sleep, that can be very stressful and make it harder to be able to disconnect and fully recharge. And another one is what um, science calls habit stacking, which is When you are doing things that don't require a lot of mental energy, like washing your hands, uh, brushing your teeth, uh, 
to remember three things you are grateful for. Very good. Three micro steps to live by and gratitude being the core to all of that. Ariana Huffington, CEO of Thrive Global. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Be ignite. Text 51551.